Broadcasting from the point where sports meets faith, it's Benson and those guys. Now here's your host, Benson and those guys on ESPN Rochester. Welcome to the Benson and those guys program. The show is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You know the cold weather is here. You might have some unwelcome guests making their way into your house looking for a warm spot. You can call Town & Country Pest Solutions. They'll take care of that problem. Visit them, townandcountrysolutions.net. And uh, they got some great videos and pictures and stuff on that website. If you've never been, go check that out. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Follow us on Twitter, at btgprogram. You can also find our show on podcast uh, via our website or on iTunes. This is our 26th episode. We were all quite certain that Darren would have a, gotten us thrown off long <laughs> before now. Face. But here we are. <laughs> on today's show, we're going to replay some of our favorite moments from the past six months, which seems like an appropriate time to do so as we're going to step away for a few weeks for for vacation. Next week, I will be in the Dominican Republic as part of a missions trip. I covet your prayers while I'm away. And of course, the Thanksgiving holiday is coming up, so it just seems like a good time to take a vacation. As long as we're going to be looking back a little bit today, let me bring back this piece from our opening segment just three weeks ago. Gordon Hayward, did you guys see this? Utah Jazz Gordon Hayward uh, saying that if he played LeBron James one-on-one that he would crush him, (laughs) suggesting that it is he who is the best player in the game. Here's his quote. Take any five NBA players you want, put them on the same squad, and it really doesn't matter. I'd beat them all. It would be like playing a bunch of kindergartners. This is Jordan Hayward, uh, Gordon Hayward, excuse me, of the Utah Jazz. Was, was he joking? Pretty bold talk from someone who averaged 16.2 points a game. But as it turns out, Hayward was talking about the popular PC game, League of Legends. Uh, well, well played, Mr. Hayward. Well played. Now, why do I bring that back? Because that tur- as it turns out, Gordon Hayward was a prophet. In a game this past Wednesday night, Hayward, who had 21 points, broke free of one Mr. LeBron James to catch an inbounds pass, faked a move to the basket, and then stepped back and switched a game-winning 21-footer as the horn sounded. Gordon Hayward, your early season MVP and the NBA's King Gamer. I I thought that was awesome that he hit the game-winner because there's nothing more exciting in basketball, but... He, did you see that he also blocked LeBron off the backboard, chased him down, yeah. and then gets then gets the outlet pass or, or gets a pass in the end of the break and dunks it on the other end? Like, he's being LeBron on that play, and it was awesome. That was awesome. Now, remember last week when Zach made the useless suggestion that to end unnecessary fouls at the end of the game, the NBA ought to force players to engage in 30 seconds of full-on sweaty man hug? Well, Tulane... Head football coach Curtis Johnson came up with a similar way of getting two fighting players to get along during practice. After two <laughs> green wave players got into an altercation during this week's practice, coach didn't make them run laps. He didn't make them do a bunch of push-ups. He made them hold hands and walk around the outside of the football field <laughs> for 20 minutes. Oh, no. For 20 minutes. <laughs> That's a little these, long. These two guys in full pads and uniform, they are holding hands, walking around the outside of the football field. That's a really uncomfortable, awkward, sweaty hand-holding, too. Ugh. Maybe, Zach, your suppressed desire to see grown men hugging one another in sports 
is not so <laughs> far-fetched after all. As we go to break, as we typically do, I ask you, if you would, please take note of our sponsors. Give them your business. Thank them for helping bring this program to you. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN, Rochester. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman, Financial Advisor, today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Don't miss the annual Race with Grace 10K on Thanksgiving morning. The Race with Grace 10K is a USA track and field certified road race established in 1991 and benefits Cure Childhood Cancer Association. The race begins at 9 a.m. Thanksgiving morning in front of First Bible Baptist Church on Manitou Road in Hilton and follows a flat, fast course that encompasses Latta, Manitou, North Greece, and Frisbee Hill Roads. Pre-registration is $20.00. Entry fee includes a technical long-sleeve T-shirt, plenty of food and refreshments, complete computerized race results available online, and if you're in the right place at the right time, a finishing photo. Awards are given to the top male and female finishers in the Open Masters, Veterans, and Seniors categories, as well as the top 10% in each of the 31 age groups. The Race with Grace 10K is the final race of the Rochester Runner of the Year series and attracted over 1,200 runners last year. Run the Race with Grace 10K this Thanksgiving morning and help benefit the Cure Childhood Cancer Association. For more information, visit GNTAthletics.com. That's GNTAthletics.com. Or call the church office at 392-0777. Title sponsor of Benson and Those Guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at Town & TownandCountrySolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. Does your neck hurt? Athletes, are your muscles feeling sore? Come to Mind and Body Massage Therapy with Danielle DeFrance, licensed massage therapist. Mind and Body treats each massage differently to suit differing needs. Our specialties include sports massage, ortho, and relaxation massage. To schedule an appointment, call Danielle at 585-944-9257. That's 944-9257. Mind and Body Massage Therapy, located on Chai Lai Avenue, in front of the Target in the Wegmans Plaza, just below the dentist's office. Like them on Facebook, Mind and Body Massage Therapy. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to the show. We are brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. And I said earlier, this is our 26th episode. We are looking back at some of our favorite moments. And, Darren, I want to ask you, uh, what what was your favorite interview of the past six months? Man, that, that's, that's a tough question. Honestly, there was a lot of good ones. I like the Don Gordon one. With, now you're with probably going to say, I'm, I'm going to guess, you're going to pick Bobby Bonner. That was the week I was away, and you did the interview. You know, that was an awesome 
interview. Yes, it I think was I said awesome. awesome a few times you, during you, that interview. You might have brought it up. <laughs> I, I liked that one. I did, but not because I did it. I, I just like Bobby. But the Don Gordon one, the, the Chad Robichaux one, but I think my my favorite, if you're making me pick one, I, I really liked uh, the, the David Nelson one and what he's, what he's doing outside of football. You know, a few weeks ago on our program, we made mention of the Sports Spectrum magazine article that you were featured in and uh, you and your, your ministry in Haiti. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how God used that missions trip in 2012 to stir your heart towards missions? Yeah, you know, and it, it, so it was such a powerful experience for me that it, I don't, I don't even know if it was just for missions. I, I would say it was even more just to go deeper with him and just to be more intimate and more relation, more relational with him. It was to a situation where I, I viewed God as somebody who I could come to when I needed him, um, somebody who I used as a superstition. Uh, I viewed Christianity as a, as a hobby if you will. And, you know, just, just experiencing the depth of that experience and the power and the majestic beauty of the, um, the moment with that, with that kid and, and the experience that I had and it's, it's so powerful and profound. It just took me to a whole different dimension of really knowing what it's like to be a, a son of, of God and being uh, a follower of his, of his lead. And so, you know, it, it, because of that, I, I, I tapped into my purpose with mission because I went deeper with him and because I wanted to go deeper uh, for his purpose in my life and to completely fulfill this joy and this purpose that I had in my life, because I went deep with him, I was able to see clearly for the first time, and I was finally able to to tap into my purpose, which is orphan children in, in, in third world countries. It was a great article, um, really inspiring with the work that you're doing and how it featured there. Uh, We're joined on the phone, by the way, by New York Jets wide receiver David Nelson. The ministry that uh, I understand it's you and your brothers, you started, it's called I'm Me. Where Where did that name originate from? You know, it, it's um, over the, the over our trips and over our experiences. You know, going to over over the sea. We've been to India, been to Sierra Leone, been to Ghana, um, been to Haiti a few, many, many, many times. My brother lives there actually, and and the three of us. Um, you know, grew up with a great family and great mom and dad. Um, you know, we grew up knowing what it was like to have a loving and supportive and encouraging environment. So we, we grew up with that. And people always ask me, you know, why orphans? Were you an orphan yourself? And I say, no, actually quite the opposite. I grew I know what it's like to have that loving and encouraging environment. And I want every, I believe every child should be a part of that. And so I'm me is, is essentially what it is. It's kind of a, a, a play on words, but it's, we want every child to know that they're, they're a son of the king or a daughter of the king. And that they are that their identity is not found in their circumstances. Their identity is not found in um, the fact they don't have a mother or a father or a place to sleep at night or um, a, a, a meal to eat. We want them to know that their identity rests and that they are an heir of the king. And we that, that's our goal. That's our mission is to give them that identity and allow them to find their identity to know that they were specifically and beautifully and fearfully made in God's image. And if they can find that and they can rest in that, then, that, then everything else will fall into place. Now, your work is specifically in Haiti, or are you involved in other countries? I know you mentioned you've been to other places. Yeah, our, our vision eventually is global. And, if, and for the sake of going deep versus going wide, we, our efforts right now are focused in Haiti. Um, Haiti is the poorest country in the world. It's where I experienced um, that powerful moment. My brothers came with me. It's where we kind of, all three of us, found congruency and union. 
Um, so we definitely felt a, a strong command that, that, that Haiti from, from God, that Haiti was our, our kind of starting point. Uh, we definitely feel that it's not going to be there full time. Eventually, hopefully, uh, you know, our prayer is that as we grow and as we continue to you know serve these kids and love on these kids that uh, we'll be able to expand our, our ministry and then and, and take it to to other places in the, in the world david can you uh the article went on a little bit talked about your um knowing jesus christ as your savior can you share a little bit about that salvation experience when he came to light for you yeah, well, I, you know, I, I had the typical, uh, I guess I call it external experience, which you, which experience whenever I was in eighth grade, I went to a youth camp and, um, you know, heard David Nasser was speaking and he gave the altar call and, um, you know, a bunch of my friends got up and went down and accepted Jesus in their heart. And you know, I meant it, but I don't know if I really was ready for what came with it. Um, you know, I knew that I was accepting Jesus in my heart. And, you know, I, I thought it was cool because I was able to do it with my friends. And, um, you know, I did, did the whole typical experience. And then two weeks later, um, you know, I went right back to my daily life. There was nothing in me that was sustaining me. It was just, like I said, it was a hobby. It was something that I was doing whenever it was convenient for me. Um, and then about three and a half years ago, go when I went to Haiti experiencing that I realized that it was much more than that and I, so I really think that that was my true salvation point that was that was a moment when I said the prayer your will be done and meant it it wasn't just a situation where I said God your will be done and then filled in the blank and, ha- and put a limit or a cap on it. It was a situation where I truly meant it. And I, I said, God, I want to be all in for you. And I want to, I want to know the depths that you have for me and, and, and all of the, um, all of the, the realms of, that you have for me. And so I, I think three and a half years ago, just experiencing that and, and seeing the love and the beauty in the eyes of an orphan child and, and just completely humbling and, and wrecking my heart really um, paved the way for me to, to experience God on a whole different level. While you were at uh, University of Florida playing with Tim Tebow, the article goes on, uh, talks about the impact that Tim had. Can you share a little bit about uh, his impact and uh, what that meant to you? You know, that, I, I've been extremely blessed, and I think it's something that is not my accident, that God has placed some, some incredible um, figures in my life just growing up. And, and, you know, Tim is obviously one of those. And, um, you know, not only was he a, a teammate of mine, but he was also a friend. He was also a roommate. I mean, I was able to live with him and see him, um, you know, speak to the media and speak to fans and, and the team, but also live it out each and every single day, every hour of every day. And so it was something that was deeper for me and it was uh it was different to be completely honest with you because you know i I grew up in the church but i'd also seen the same people who were saying the things in church were also the same people who were living different lives outside of the church walls and so it was different for me and it was an awakening for me to see somebody who not only said what he was saying but was living what he was saying and just him believing in me and and seeing something in me at an early age uh really encouraged and inspired me i mean to be completely honest with you I, i have tremendous respect for him and I, you know, even though he's one of my best friends, I, I look up to him and, and I appreciate everything that he does. And just the fact that he saw something in me at that time, whenever I was going through so much and trying to find myself and getting lost in so, so much of these worldly um, desires, and he still saw something in me and, and continued to pray for me and encourage me. Uh, he definitely was a was a, a guiding light for me to get to the situation where I am now and still growing. You know, it's interesting to hear you say that the life lived for Christ can certainly 
impact a life. You see it both positively, negatively. Um, we see when the way people live. Let me ask you, how can how can people get Absolutely. involved with I'm Me? Is, how can we, uh, our listeners, get involved? Is there something they can do to help? Well, yeah, well, right now there's two, there's two main things. And, you know, specifically uh, football season has started. We've, we've kind of launched an uh, uh, idea of ours. We call it Sudden Change Challenge. And it's kind of a, we call it philanthropy or chair, uh, fantasy football for philanthropists. And it's just a way for people to, to log on and they pledge 2 $3 to their favorite team. Actually, I believe the Buffalo Bills won last year's challenge. Uh, I think we raised over $15,000 throughout the season. And, you know, hopefully we're looking to double that this year. Um, you know, it's easy to log on to at SuddenChangeChallenge.com. But the biggest thing for us is we rescued nine children from an abandoned home uh, about two months ago. And, you know, these kids, when we got them, were living in a situation where uh, you could, when, we, when we found them, they were living in an in a abandoned building, completely dark. They hadn't eaten in a few days. They hadn't seen a, a human being in over three days. Um, it just smelled like pee, and, and just it was an awful situation. We brought those kids in, and and just it's been incredible to see the restoration in their life and and how they become normal children. I think the youngest kid that we have is six months old, and the oldest oldest boy that we have is eight eight years old. And, and so we're setting up sponsorship for them and trying to be able to support them and get them into school. And, um, and like I said, it's just been a, a miracle to see the shift in their lives in two months just by giving them love, food, and and support. And so we're looking to take it to the next level and hopefully uh, we can build our dream home and bring in a hundred orphan kids uh, if we can we can reach funds. But right now we're in the process of, of trying to find sponsors for those children. SuddenChangeChallenge.com. He's David Nelson, one-time Buffalo Bill, now part of the New York Jets. David, I want to thank you so much for coming on with us. We wish you all the best in the season ahead. I appreciate it, guys. I really do. Thank you very much for what you do. That was the interview we did with David Nelson of the New York Jets back on September 6th. By the way, you can get all these interviews. Uh, you can go to our website, and we have the interviews broken out. We have the whole programs, btgprogram.com, and you can get these. Zach, let me ask you, uh, what was your favorite segment of the show that we've done? There have been a lot that I really enjoyed. I, I enjoyed our NHL preview and our NBA preview and I, I, a lot of the other ones that we did. The one that sticks out in my mind immediately is the one we did with Tony Stewart right after Kevin Ward was hit and killed. Uh, that really hit home with me, and I thought uh, we really spent some time on the subject, and I thought it was really good. It was good, timely piece uh, taking the opportunity there so let's play that interview uh, or that wasn't an interview but let's play that segment back from August 16th when we were talking about Tony Stewart this is something that has been covered pretty heavily but I think as a faith-based sports program I do want to mention it with the law the loss this week of well, one Robin Williams that you know that, that's tough but um, also the loss of Kevin Ward Jr. and what happened at Canandaigua Speedway last or last Saturday night with Tony Stewart. Um, a lot has been said. A lot ha- has been said unfairly. I have no idea of the intention of Tony Stewart. I, I would be shocked if somebody, if he intentionally tried to run a man over did he perhaps try to scare him? I, I don't know we'll never know probably um it was a tragic loss of life i know this uh, a 20 year old gets out of his car and uh, whether it's anger whether it's adrenaline 
uh, starts crossing a speedway, uh, you're taking your life in your hands. And he tragically lost his. And I'm sorry about that. But what I'm what I want to mention is this. It goes quickly at any minute. You are out there racing. You are out there um, doing what you love. And this young man apparently loved it. And I don't know him. I don't know anything really about him. But I think in such an instance, we stop and we think about the value of the human life. And then we think beyond that. What happens next? And I have my faith. And that's what this program is about. But more than anything else, I think it's important for young people. I think it's important for anybody to at least consider what's what's out there. If you're going for a job, you're thinking uh, of all the implications. What about when your life ends? What happens next? At least give it consideration. Think about the things that are presented to you. Is God real? You know, we would tell you that. Uh, very much so. And, and God's love for you is so strong that he sent his son as a sacrifice to pay the cost of your sins, to pay the cost of my sins. He died after living a perfect life on the cross. And all he's asking from you is repentance and asking him to forgive you of his sins and accepting him as Lord and Savior of your life. I don't know where Kevin Ward is, but I think because of what our show is about, what our program is about, I know it's been well covered, but I, I felt I needed to mention that. Now, guys, what did you take away from this tragic accident? And again, I'm not asking uh, what your thoughts are. Did he do it? Was it intentional? Should this young man have crossed? None of that. It's just a tragic loss of life. It absolutely is. And I... I couldn't uh, stop thinking about the fact that this kid was 20 years old. You look at pictures of him, and he's this fresh-faced young guy. You know, he's almost eight years younger than myself. And uh, I, it's it's just overwhelmingly sad. And it's uh, the sad thing is that it, it didn't need to happen, and it could have been avoided. I, I'm I'm kind of like Zach on this. I look back to when I was 20 to now. It's been 10 years, and so much has happened to me in those 10 years. I, I, I finished college. I, I got married. I have two beautiful children. And once I sat down and distanced myself from the sporting side of it and started looking at that particular angle of it, 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 asked, it made me actually pretty sad for someone I didn't even know. And it all could have been avoided. And, and that's what I keep coming back to. And this this kid and his, his, his poor family, there's just so much that they're not going to get to experience because of this. And it's just awful for all parties involved. I think the thing I took from it was when your parents tell you to be careful and keep your wits about you, they're not kidding. And yeah, be careful. Okay, be careful. You know, all right, be careful. Tonight, go out, be careful. You know, we say them those words so when you're when you're on the receiving end, being a young guy, you hear those words. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll be careful. I'll be careful. But when your parents are telling you that, and when anybody tells you that, think of the words. Be careful. In other words, keep your wits about you. Don't 
don't do anything that's going to put yourself in harm's way. I remember one time uh, in high school, I was asked during school to go skip school and go to a Buffalo Bisons baseball game, an afternoon baseball game. And my father goes, you know what? You could do what you want, but know this. You're tempting fate because you're supposed to be in school. So if anything ever should happen to you, well, guess what? You were supposed to be in school that day. So how's it going to look if something bad happens? So I stayed home. And it was a good thing, too, because my buddies got ripped off in downtown Buffalo. And so, you know, when your parents, it, it, kids, if you're listening, if you're, you know, Kevin Warren's age, you know, listen and just when you always be careful. Keep your wits about you. Be careful, you know, because you, you may think you know what you're doing at all times. But you, you, even if you think you do, you you might not. And he didn't when he got out of that car, he just thought he was just doing what anybody else may have done in that situation. Mm-hmm. But all in a New York minute, like the Eagles saying, everything can change. And it changed for him. And it changed for Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart, you know, we don't know what was going through his head either. You got to when they say be careful, when people tell you be careful, be careful. Listen, I, I heard be careful so many times as a you know, 19, 20 year old. You think you're invincible at that age. I, I sound like an old man right now. I mm-hmm. guess I'm getting there, but but you've lived through it. Yeah. And by the grace of God, I've lived through it. There's been things that could have easily taken my life that I, I have done and you know, thank God I'm still here. And it just, it's, it's very unfortunate that, you know, not everyone can make it, make it through those years of their life unscathed. Probably each one of us can go back to a point in our life where we thought, what in the world was I thinking? Why did I do that? The point is, as you say, by the grace of God, we've gotten through that. God has delivered us. He has spared us in his sovereignty. But my point is simply this. It is, if you are listening to my voice, it is it is a good time to at least examine, hey, man, what happens to me when it's all over? Right. At least consider it. I'm not pushing my faith down your throat. I am not. Uh, you know, if you wanted to call me, reach out through the website, I would be glad to talk to you about it. But all I am begging you to do is simply consider the options, what's out there, and consider the price that God has paid by sending his son to the cross. And just just so I can add this, uh, you know, it's it's funny how we take so many things in life so seriously, except the end. Well, it'll figure itself out. Really? Even if you don't believe, you got to think about it. You have to. If you're going to think about your taxes, if you're going to think about your kids' lives or your parents' lives, why is it when it comes to our own lives, it'll figure itself out. There's a God out there. I can't, I, I don't know what's going on. There's so much hatred in the world. And you know what? So, you know, I, I'm a good person. Have you really sat down and thought about it? You got to make a choice at some point. That's, that's exactly right. The choice is yours. I, nobody's, I'm not forcing anything. I'm not, right. I'm not pushing an issue. I'm just, it's a choice. Just investigate it. Right. Just investigate it. Check it out for yourself. We were having a conversation earlier this week, and Benson said, We research everything in our lives. We, I research what phone I'm going to get. I, I research the hat that I'm wearing and, you know, read reviews on it. You research and read reviews on what car you're looking at. I mean, people research the, what brand of underwear they're looking at. But a lot of people, like Dan said, don't. Don't really research and look into what happens when it's all over. And just, it's good advice for you guys. Just at least look into it. That was our segment on Tony Stewart that we discussed back on August 16th. Uh, Looking back over the last six months, this is Benson and Those Guys brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions.
ESPN Rochester. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town and Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town and Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town and Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town and Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town and Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town and Country Pest Solutions. Fearing nothing but God. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step by step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman Financial Advisor today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Don't miss the annual Race with Grace 10K on Thanksgiving morning. The Race with Grace 10K is a USA track and field certified road race established in 1991 and benefits Cure Childhood Cancer Association. The race begins at 9 a.m. Thanksgiving morning in front of First Bible Baptist Church on Manitou Road in Hilton and follows a flat, fast course that encompasses Latta, Manitou, North Greece, and Frisbee Hill Roads. Pre-registration is $20. Entry fee includes a technical long-sleeve T-shirt, plenty of food and refreshments, complete computerized race results available online, and if you're in the right place at the right time, a finishing photo. Awards are given to the top male and female finishers in the Open Masters, Veterans, and Seniors categories, as well as the top 10% in each of the 31 age groups. The Race with Grace 10K is the final race of the Rochester Runner of the Year series and attracted over 1,200 runners last year. Run the Race with Grace 10K this Thanksgiving morning and help benefit the Cure Childhood Cancer Association. For more information, visit gntathletics.com. That's gntathletics.com. Or call the church office at 392-0777. Looking for custom-made apparel for your team, your family, or your business? Look no further than Match Play Custom Apparel. Great design, great selection, great prices. You can order online, call, email, or stop in. It's at 439 Central Avenue in Rochester. Match Play Custom Apparel. You can visit them online at matchplaycustomapparel.com. Match play custom apparel.com. Any design, any team, any logo, they'll do it. Match play custom apparel.com. Welcome back to Benson and those guys here on ESPN Rochester. Welcome back to the program. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town and Country Pest Solutions. You can visit our website, btgprogram.com, or on Twitter at btgprogram. I would be remiss, by the way, if I didn't mention congratulations to. Pastor Shane, who's not here tonight, uh, the the birth of his little girl, Edith Grace, nine pounds, nine ounces, 
something like 22 inches, whatever. I know women are all into those numbers. All I know is congratulations, <laughs> Pastor Shane. Now, over the last six months, some of our favorite pieces we've been going back and looking, but I get a lot of people that, I don't know about you guys, they, they stop me and they say, well, here's what your pest of the week should have been, and they like <laughs> to give me feedback and the, on the pest of the week. But also the rants. Darren's rants have been something right. that people enjoy as part of the program. So, Dan, I want to ask you, do you have a favorite rant from Darren? Now, Darren's got one coming up later in the program. But do you have a favorite from the past six Yeah, months? in fact, I'll play it for you right here. It goes back to when he ripped on half-marathon runners. <laughs> uh, to all you people that are proud of yourself for running a half-a-marathon, stop it. How is running half of something impressive? Do you ever hear real athletes saying they're proud of their team because even though they lost the game, they were winning at halftime? Do you see golfers posting on social media that they were leading at the turn on Sunday? No, because that's not impressive. Actually, winning is. You don't get half a win for leading at the mid waypoint so why on earth would you brag on social media or post one of those 13.1 stickers on the back of your car you trained bled and tripped your way half as far as the real runners good job your second grade participation ribbon is waiting for you at the uh, at the at the couldn't cut it finish line along with a cookie and a sunny d juice box you enjoy those while the real athletes continue on for another 13.1 miles Yes, Darren's had some many great rants. Remember, he said Barry Bonds had not taken steroids. <laughs> Women belong in the kitchen. Uh, like I said at the, uh, at the beginning of the show, I thought Darren would have got us thrown off the air long before now, but this is our 26th episode. We are enjoying looking back at some of our favorite moments, and Darren, well, you, you're going to add to this? Well, you thought I was going to get us kicked off the air, and I actually signed in Inside an autograph, something neither of you have done. I was just saying. This is weeks ago, and and his his head still hasn't gotten back down the normal size. My favorite interview, um, we I really enjoyed when we talked to Kevin Malone, and we did that in three different parts. But his uh, discussion on human trafficking was, I thought, very significant. It is a huge problem, and he brought it home to here in the United States, not just around the world. But he brought it home. In fact, it was impactful where we had a listener reach out to us and they wanted to find out how they could get a hold of Kevin and how they can get involved in helping to stop human trafficking. But I think overall, uh, and maybe it's because he's such a good friend, but um, the interview we did with Don Gordon where he was talking about godly relationship, uh, the association wow. between sports and domestic violence is disturbing. And joining us now on the program is uh, our good friend Don Gordon, former major league pitcher. Now, um, Don has a heart for marriage. He has a, as a missionary with SCORE International, he has a ministry in men's discipleship. And uh, Don, thanks for joining us on the program again. Hey, Rick, great to hear your voice. I love you guys. love the program. You guys better watch out. You're going to be really, really, you're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world, because you guys are doing a wonderful job there, getting, well, getting the message of sports out and, and, and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, thanks, brother. Hey, Don, tell us a little, just for background. Now, every spring, I know you spend time in both Florida and Arizona working with professional ball players during spring training, uh, and I know you have a heart for marriage, and I know you have a heart for men's discipleship. What sort of things are you working on during spring training with these guys? 
Well, you know, the, I've been in, in this thing a long time. I signed in 1982, and the Lord has, you know, kept me in the game ever since. So there's just a lot of relationships there. So spring training is just, hey, let's, that's just the next meeting. You know, it's one place that you can meet so many guys. And, and also, you know, front office personnel, umpires, clubhouse attendants, you know, and there's just a lot of people associated with the game, of course, and uh, those relationships just continue. Um, uh, and then they continue during the season, too, but that's primarily, you know, that's in person, but it's also by Skype and, you know, obviously phone and text and email and those things. So, so it just depends what the relationship is based on. Primarily what I do is try to disciple men, and that means just build God's word, God's principles, God's truth into a man's life. That's what Jesus said to do when he left the earth. He said, go make disciples. And I guess I'm just a, I'm not that smart, but, you know, if God says to do something, I may not be very good at it, but that's what I'm going to do. And, and then part of discipling is doing biblical marriage counseling, because all that is, is is taking God's word. And it says in Psalm 19, verse 7, one of my favorite scriptures says, the law of the Lord is perfect restoring the soul and basically that means god's word the bible is perfect when it comes to our issues of this life which which are soul issues that's our anger our fear our our addictions our you know and, and our good the good stuff that we do and and so so god's word I bring that to bear as best I can on people's circumstances and situations and on their heart. And when they choose to be obedient and choose to say, you know what, I don't know everything, but I trust God. I'm going to listen to him. There's, there's about 100% success right after that. Hey, we're talking about domestic violence. We're seeing a lot of it in the news. Uh, in your opinion, do you think there's an increase in domestic violence, or is it just that it's getting more coverage because of some of these higher-profile personalities? Yeah, I think it's, you know, tip of the iceberg. I've done counseling, unfortunately, um, you know, with, with couples. And, um, I mean, you're talking guys four or five times the size of their wife, and they're, they're beating up on their wife. And, and in some cases, it's the other way around. I don't know if you remember, the, you know, Chuck Finley. But, yeah, he had yeah a I reverse, yeah. you know, domestic abuse. Yeah. His wife, you know, basically, you know, beat him up, and he had to bring her on charges. But um, I come from a home, sadly enough, where that was also uh, in my home. And, and so um, one of the fringe benefits, it's not the reason we study the Bible. It's not the reason we become a Christian. Well, it might be for some people, but the Bible's all about God. It's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. But one of the fringe benefits is it breaks those crazy cycles in, in these dysfunctional, chaotic homes that a lot of us have grown up in. And, um, and God's, you know, God just knows what he's doing. He knows how to handle that and take, take care of everything every aspect of that. You work with a lot of professional athletes. Do you think that, um, are there more, in your opinion, again, do you think there are more pressures on a professional athlete because of their time away that end up resulting in uh, domestic violence situations? Yeah, I think part of it too, Rick, is, a, is adrenaline. Like, especially you think of football players and even basketball players where, you know, where the season's a lot shorter than for a baseball player. But I know, I know when steroids were, were at their height, you know, I would challenge guys on this, but I know when they would, and these are these are some of them were Christian guys trying to justify, you know, 
taking steroids and all that. And I would always ask the question, I was like, what do you like? Okay, the game ends at, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. What do you like at midnight with your wife? And it would get real quiet because, you know, there was, there was, the, there was the come down from adrenaline. There was the come down from, from the steroid, the, uh, the side effects. And basically, these guys are, you know, they're big, strong guys. And, and they're upset at the, at, the, at, the, at the game, maybe situation, or, or maybe at the team, or something's going on. And, and they react the way they only know how to react, and that's basically through anger. And sometimes that involves, unfortunately, physical uh, abuse. We're talking with my good friend Don Gordon, former big league pitcher, missionary with Score International. Don does a great deal of... Uh, marriage counseling he makes his home in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but happens to be uh, doing premarital counseling for a couple in uh, in our neighborhood, Batavia, in New York. Don, when you're discipling a young man, what do you tell them about the, how to treat a woman and specifically about God's view of marriage? Yeah, well, I appreciate the question. It's a great question, Rick. You know, first of all, for the women, I say make sure you marry a man that's in love with Jesus Christ. Because if he loves Jesus, he's going to love you properly. And for the men, of course, there's the, the commands are three times to one, like what God commands women to do as, as opposed to men. The men have three times more responsibility. You know, when you look at, uh, you know, Ephesians chapter 5, which is one of the familiar passages on marriage, it says for men to, to love their wives, to cherish their wives, to nourish their wives. And he says, he who loves his wife loves himself. And, and so the, the, the reverse is true also. He who hates his wife hates himself. Okay, and so I'll, it's very simple in a marriage in marriage counseling. I'll say to the woman, I'll say, you know, do you feel nourished right now? Do you feel cherished by your husband? And of course, <laughs> it doesn't take long to look at the tears coming down or the facial or body language, you know, to reveal what's going on. And then you're off into whatever the issues are. And then the other the other is true too, is you know most men. At, at some point, do not feel respected by their by their wives, and that's really the number one command. We're both called to love each other, but for the women, the overarching command is to respect the husband. It doesn't say respect him only when he's being like Christ or only when he's respectable. It says to respect him, and husbands the same way. Love your wives not just when they're lovable. But unconditional agape, love your wife with no strings attached. Hey, Don, thank you. Let me interrupt you for just a second. Thank you um, for coming on and giving us this insight on a a godly marriage. We're up against a break, and I do want to ask you just uh, this one more question, because I know you and your wife have been married for a long time. You've raised uh, three terrific kids, and I know it couldn't have always been easy. Is there any specific biblical passage in particular that you lean on when feeling stressed? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think the um, Hebrews, you know, chapter you know, twelve, verse two, I believe it is. It says, "For the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross, despising the shame." So, in other words, Jesus went through a lot of pain. Obviously, he was tortured on a cross, you know, rose from the dead three days later. But on the other side of it, it said, "For the joy set before him." And I think as parents. 
you know, with young kids or, or especially teenagers, we take things so personal because we've taught our kids not to do this, not to do that, or whatever, and they do something stupid, and so we take and, and so we're unable to to think and see rationally what's actually going on, and really, it's our job as as leaders in the family to to lead our kids to um, you know confession, to to confess their sins, and to um, you know to get right with God. But typically, we're, we're so caught up in what they've done that we can't even see straight, and so we fail to to, to get leadership because because of our own broken hearts at the moment. But uh, that's the verse, really, is uh, Hebrews 12, too. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So there's a lot of pain, but on the other side of that pain is the joy. Don, I want to thank you again. Um, I knew we could count on you for a good biblical perspective on this issue, domestic violence uh, against women, a good uh, perspective on a godly marriage and how men should treat their their wives. Uh, thank you again for coming on. I look forward to talking to you. I look forward to seeing you. I miss you, brother. I miss you guys. You're doing a great job. I love your show. I got all the commercials memorized. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. God bless you. That's our interview with former big league pitcher Don Gordon that we did back on August 16th. And um, that was that was my favorite interview of the past six months. Guys, how long has the baseball season been over now? A few days, a week or so? It did not take the A-Rod Circus very long to take center stage and overshadow baseball's Gold Glove Awards. Do you know who got the awards? Of course you don't. But did you hear about A-Rod making the news, and were you shocked to find out that he took PEDs? Oh, wait a minute. You weren't shocked? It was just back in the spring training of 2009 when he admitted only to using a banned substance as a member of Texas Rangers. That's all I did. The only thing I ask, A-Rod said, from this group today and the American people is to judge me from this day forward. This was 2009 when he said the only time he did it was a member of the Texas Rangers. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll judge you from that day forward. No problem. And now this week, the Miami Herald reports that Rodriguez told Drug Enforcement Administration in January that he did indeed purchase testosterone creams and lozenges and human growth hormone from Biogenesis founder Tony Bosch, and that Bosch had even drawn blood from him in the bathroom of a South Beach nightclub. The report also detailed how... A-Rod injected HGH into his stomach and was coached by Bosch on how to beat MLB's urine test. And it was just two months before this DEA testimony in January that A-Rod infamously went on the Mike Francesa show and swore, categorically denied, by the way, he didn't swear under oath, that he had not done PEDs. Mike Francesa asked him, I think, 50 different ways. And each time, category, categorically denying it. And then just a little bit before that, in August, when his suspension became official from baseball, he said the stack was the deck had been stacked against me from day one. I have been clear that I did not use performance-enhancing drugs as alleged. Man, I believe in second chances and even third chances, But those additional opportunities are conditional on one's admission of guilt and repentance of wrongdoing. I'm a sinner just like everyone else, just like A-Rod, just like you, just like me. God grants me his forgiveness when I confess and repent. A-Rod, however, is an arrogant, 
liar. Is the news that A-Rod was lying a surprise? Of course not. And he continues to show no remorse. He cannot be trusted, which is why the Yankees, baseball, somebody has to find a way to get him to just go away. Now, the Yankees still owe him $61 million through 2017, I think it is. A-Rod's not going to be walking away from that. And it seems as though he's willing to go through public humiliation at stadium after stadium because that's what he's going to get to collect the $61 million. Now, maybe the Yankees are waiting for him to come out and try to find out that as a 39-year-old who's been away from the game for over the year, for more than a year, he can no longer play and will be forced out so that insurance pays it. The whole thing is a charade. A-Rod wants his money. The Yankees want insurance to pay for it and get off the hook. Meanwhile, it's baseball fans that get dragged through the mud through this thing. He just needs to go away. Zach, you were going to say something there? Well, that, for one thing, the Yankees have already started negotiations to keep Chase Headley, which I think shows you they're not planning on A-Rod playing much third base at all this coming year. But I think A-Rod overall is just, he's a classic example of the star athlete that just never gets it. You know, I mean, for a portion in the middle of his career, he kind of took over for Barry Bonds as the best player in the game. He hit home runs. He hit for average. He played gold glove defense. He could, you know, he did, he do it all. But he just, unfortunately, he also took over for Bonds as the sport's biggest meathead. And he just, People all you got to do is play the game. They celebrated. It was going to be A-Rod. We all knew that Bonds was dirty, but A-Rod's going to come along and he's going to set it straight. And then you find out he's as dirty, if not more worse because he sits there so arrogantly and what makes everybody so uh, just agitated is the arrogance in which he denies and lies and lying in August, lying uh, uh, on Francesca's show and and then getting in the DEA and saying, oh yeah, I I did it. I I want A-Rod to go away. I do just like everybody else does right now. But the the sad reality of it is if he comes, he's coming back this year. And let's just say he does well for, I don't see it happening, but let's just say he does. You want to know who's going to be the first people to forgive him? Yankees fans, because he's hitting them home runs. Like, and, and that bothers me, because I'm a Yankees fan, and I'm torn. Like, I want the Yankees to win, but I really dislike A-Rod. I'm tired of him lying. I'm tired of his face. Like, go away. I thought that for a while. I thought, you know what? And, and I did. I thought that he's going to hit a couple of home runs. Yankee fans are going to be, they'll forget, man. Just hit me some home runs, win some games. I'm not so sure anymore, though. The arrogance with which he stands there and lies and denies uh, the lack of remorse, it, it's hard to give somebody a second chance when they won't even repent, when they won't even start. The first start is saying, hey, man, I did it. He, he has no self-awareness, and there's talk that he may have been using performance-enhancing drugs since he even came into baseball when he was 18, 19 years old. I mean, he's, he, he, it's ridiculous. He, I have no sympathy for the guy. He, he's, he's turned himself into an absolute pariah. And I think if it was just the steroids... Even as many times as that's come up over and over with him, I think maybe fans would give him a pass. But I think it's just his behavior overall and his persona. You know, the Yankees are getting crushed a couple years ago in the playoffs against the Tigers. He's flipping supermodels, his phone number on a baseball. He just seems like even his off-the-field life just dominates more than what his performance is worth. And, and sadly, he, he's, a, he's a role model, good or bad. He's out there. Kids are seeing him. And... Let's just say he did take steroids his entire time in professional baseball. That earned him hundreds of millions of dollars. It's okay, yeah, some some public humiliation, but he's made hundreds of millions of dollars. It's not going to deter some kids from doing it. He should have to give it back. 
How do you think Thanksgiving, by the way? You think he and Cousin Yuri will be at the same Thanksgiving table? <laughs> Man, that would be an awkward conversation. Benson and those guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions. You're listening to ESPN Rochester. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Nathan R. Wegman about the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach. Together, you and Nathan can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Nathan R. Wegman Financial Advisor today at 585-272-0080. Offices located at 2024 West Henrietta Road, Building 3E, Rochester, New York, 14623. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Title sponsor of Benson and those guys is Town & Country Pest Solutions. Serving Rochester for over 25 years, Town & Country Pest Solutions team of knowledgeable professionals can make your pest problem a thing of the past. Alligators, ants, bedbugs, snakes, yellow jackets. Town & Country Pest Solutions does it all. Take back your home and put your mind at ease. Call Town & Country today at 426-5024. That's 426-5024. Or visit them online at townandcountrysolutions.com. Town & Country Pest Solutions, fearing nothing but God. McAfee's Remodeling is a full-service home remodeling company, locally owned and operated for nearly two decades. McAfee's team of professionals can help remodel or replace your windows for interior and exterior remodels. No one beats their personal and professional service. Call McAfee's Remodeling at 585-402-1060. 585-402-1070 or visit them at www.mcafeeremodeling.com. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys here on ESPN Rochester. Right now? Yep. Welcome back to Benson and Those Guys uh, presented by Town & Country Pest Solutions. I'm just going to jump into my rant here. The NFL just announced the games for the London Series next year, and man, what a great set of games. A division rivalry is the early headliner. Seahawks, Niners, Giants, Eagles, Packers, Bears? Nope. It's the Jets and the Dolphins. If that doesn't get England excited, I don't know what will. And for the third time in the last three years, the Jaguars are headed across the pond. This time, they're playing the Bills. They already got smoked by the Niners. They're probably going to lose to the Cowboys tomorrow, but Super Bowl appearances in this century and America's team are overrated. England wants more Kyle Orton and teams that have no chance of making the playoffs. But the feel-good story is that this will technically be a home game for the Jags. And if history repeats itself, Wembley Stadium will will open its doors for over 80,000 confused fans, which is about 79,683 more than the Jags are used to seeing at their games. So NFL, keep up the good work. Sooner or later, the Brits are going to figure out we are sending them the D squad. But for now, why not give a team full of fifth quarter superstars something to be happy about pest of the week is brought to you by town and country pest solutions my pest of the week is cowboys owner jerry jones obsessed with quarterback tony romo's back why did you put him on a plane (laughs) why do you have him over there in london when you got a bye week uh, following this if you can't beat the jaguars with me as your quarterback you don't need tony romo (laughs) uh my pest is jr smith uh, for making it not even a week before he got himself suspended. Good job, bud. Pest of the week, people that make stupid trade offers in fantasy leagues. Please stop. Uh, my pest of the week for the seventh time this year is Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> just go away, man. Just go. Go away. Preach it, Dan. I, just go away. 
As we close this week's show, let me say congratulations to Hall of Famer Paul Molitor, named both the new manager of their Minnesota Twins and as the 2014 chairman of the Salvation Army's Christmas campaign in the Twin Cities. Molitor said, this is a quote, The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. The Salvation Army has taken that and put it into practice, motivated by an opportunity to spread the gospel through good service. Paul Molitor, a familiar face around the Rochester Red Wings, is the new manager of the Minnesota Twins. We'll be on vacation for the next few weeks. We want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving holiday. Be sure to take a moment, give thanks to God for his many wondrous blessings. Please pray for me as I will be away next week in the Dominican Republic as part of a mission strip and baseball outreaches. Benson and Those Guys is brought to you by Town & Country Pest Solutions, ESPN, Rochester. Darren here, the unreasonable one. I try to have fun on the air with Benson and Those Guys, but I want you to know that I'm serious about its message. I really do want people to hear about Jesus Christ, and I love that we can use sports to help spread that message. You know that I love sports, but I hope you also know how important the gospel of Jesus Christ is. If you enjoy the program, please tell others about us, and if you believe that using sports to share biblical principles can be effective, then perhaps you can help us cover the cost of being on this station. You can go to our website, btgprogram.com, and make a one-time donation or even become a recurring supporter. And to show our appreciation, if you can give $25 or more, we'll send you a T-shirt as a way to say thank you. Being a part of this program has meant a lot to me. Your continued prayers are appreciated. And as always, thanks for listening to Benson and those guys. Don't miss the annual Race with Grace 10K on Thanksgiving morning. The Race with Grace 10K is a USA track and field certified road race established in 1991 and benefits Cure Childhood Cancer Association. The race begins at 9 a.m. Thanksgiving morning in front of First Bible Baptist Church on Manitou Road in Hilton and follows a flat, fast course that encompasses Latta, Manitou, North Greece, and Frisbee Hill Roads. Pre-registration is $20. Entry fee includes a technical long-sleeve T-shirt, plenty of food and refreshments, complete computerized race results available online, and if you're in the right place at the right time, a finishing photo. Awards are given to the top male and female finishers in the Open Masters, Veterans, and Seniors categories, as well as the top 10% in each of the 31 age groups. The Race with Grace 10K is the final race of the Rochester Runner of the Year series and attracted over 1,200 runners last year. Run the Race with Grace 10K this Thanksgiving morning and help benefit the Cure Childhood Cancer Association. For more information, visit gntathletics.com. That's gntathletics.com. Or call the church office at 392 0777.